I think the big takeaway is knowing that this isn't about, you know, building strength. It's not about pushing yourself with exercises. It's about conserving your energy and having priorities about what you would like to be spending your energy on. Hello, hello, and welcome to all to another episode of Connecting ALS. I am one of your hosts, Mike Stevenson, and I'm joined by my co-host on the East Coast, Jeremy Holden. And Jeremy, suddenly it's October. It is, and while 2020 seems like it's lasted about five years with everything that's been going on, here we are going into the final quarter. And Mike, I don't know if you know this, but October is Physical Therapy Awareness Month. It is indeed, and we lined up a fantastic guest on that front. And as we think about heading into the fall, routines changing a little bit with days getting shorter. And you mentioned this year, it's it's been hard to even establish a routine with many folks working from home and staying at home more in general because of the pandemic. And that's one of the topics we addressed with our guest. We spoke to Dr. Shannon Terrell a physical therapist with Kaiser Permanente in Denver, Colorado. And she was the perfect guest for this week, uh, Jeremy. Yeah, she was. And and Mike, you know, you allude to the the kind of changes to our lifestyle this year. And of course, you know, we're talking specifically about the COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, it it struck me in our conversation with uh, Dr. Terrell, like everything else, physical therapists are adjusting to life during a pandemic, finding ways to treat patients through telehealth, meet patients where they are. And something that we, we certainly talked about with Dr. Terrell about, you know, the, what, what is the state of physical therapy today and trying to get patients. You know, Mike, uh, physical therapy, of course, as many of our listeners know, a key component to uh, multidisciplinary care. Uh, so it was fascinating to hear from her how they are continuing to treat treat their patients despite everything that's going on around us. It really was. And up until now, we hadn't had the opportunity to speak with a physical therapist about the importance of that role in the ALS clinical setting. So it's great to connect with Dr. Terrell. Let's go ahead and listen to how that conversation played out. We're on the phone today with Dr. Sharon Terrell, staff physical therapist and Kaiser Permanente's ALS clinic PT specialist out of Denver, Colorado. Good afternoon, doctor, and thanks for joining us on Connecting ALS. Hi there. Thanks for having me. We've really been looking forward to talking with you. And as we were preparing for the show, Jeremy and I realized that we, we really haven't had an opportunity yet to speak with someone in your field. And for that reason, I think it's a good idea for our audience to start with the role that a physical therapist plays in an ALS clinic. How exactly do you work with individuals living with ALS? So there's a lot of different ways that physical therapy can play a role in managing ALS. And one of the ways uh, is to be part of a multidisciplinary clinic, such as I am. I'm at Kaiser and I am part of, again, a multidisciplinary clinic. I'm involved with the care of people with ALS, and I work with an occupational therapist. I work with a neurologist, a physiatrist, pulmonary and respiratory therapist, dietitian. There's lots of pieces to the puzzle, and there's lots of different ways that we can help these patients manage this disease. And so that's one of the ways that physical therapy can provide benefit. Some of the things that we think about would be managing symptoms. If you have stiff muscles or joints, 
that's something that we can help manage with with treatments and with exercise programs, things of that nature. A really big piece of what that what I do within Kaiser and the ALS clinic that we have there is following these patients as the disease progresses and helping people get around more easily. The mobility as well as difficulties with their activities of daily living. So things like cooking and showering and just getting around for normal daily things. We help strategize and come up with ways to make everything a little bit easier. And so it's just, Mm. it's all about uh, working smarter, not harder. And that's a big piece of what I do. Thinking about what you were saying, Dr. Terrell, about those day-to-day aspects of living and working on those aspects of life, Mobility challenges also could make it difficult for a person with ALS to go to what we might think of as uh, regularly scheduled physical therapy appointments. Uh, with, with that in mind, are there things that people with ALS can do from home and that can uh, help kind of fill in the gaps between clinic visits? Absolutely. That's a great question. So that's another big piece of what we discuss within clinic and with, with my patients as we're, we're talking about these things during our visits as well is that there's some exercises that you can do in a program that we can design specifically for each patient that's customized and tailored to their specific needs. So whether it's passive range of motion of joints, so essentially kind of stretching exercises that they can either do independently or they could have a caregiver or family member or spouse help them with. We can also essentially help you get to and from your appointments as needed as well. You know, all of the ideas that we have for mobility, whether it's a manual wheelchair, a power wheelchair, AFOs, which are ankle braces to help support your ankles, things of that nature. And then another piece to it is during COVID, we have had a huge change in the way that we provide healthcare. And so one of our new things that we've been developing is this ability to do some virtual visits. And recently within our ALS clinic, we've had the opportunity to have our multidisciplinary care within a virtual setting. So the patient is able to be in the comfort of their own living room or to remain in their recliner that they enjoy and have their family members present and be able to talk through some of their mobility challenges or difficulty with joint stiffness or whatever it is that they have. So there's lots of different ways that we can help the patient, whether it's in person or virtually. Yeah. And and we want to talk to you a little more in a bit here, really about some of the progress uh, your clinic and others have made in telehealth, because it's been so important in the year that we're living in. I, I want to ask you first, though, because I imagine that many of the folks that you treat on a weekly basis are dealing with different physical issues and uh, everyone's body is uh, unique in how it responds to treatment. But ALS is a disease that robs people of muscular function over time. So I'm guessing that you have a different set of goals in mind when you're working with someone following an ALS diagnosis. Is that something that you talk through with them at the onset of a clinical visit? That's absolutely right, yes, that it's a it, kind of a different approach than you would consider classic physical therapy where within physical therapy, typically outside of the ALS population, you may be working on strengthening, you may be working on more of a kind of focus on pain relief and, and things like that versus within this setting where we're treating people with ALS, we are more working toward 
sort of a, a plan for maintenance. And also a big piece, the first visit we talk about with people is energy conservation. So again, that idea of working smarter, not harder. So if I have somebody that comes in and they like to do their walks on a daily basis, we talk through, you know, how are we going to be able to allow you to continue doing this safely? And what is something that's going to work for you that will improve your quality of life, but not take away from your overall energy levels, something that's not going to prevent you from being able to sit with your family for dinner that evening. Um, And the needs are always going to be changing. So each time they come in for our clinic, or even just for a separate visit, we're talking through, okay, what are you having challenges with now? And is it tightness in this area? Maybe we can work on stretching that out. Are you having a harder time with getting up and down from the toilet? There's different ideas we have for making that a little bit easier so that you can take your total amount of energy each day and use it towards the things that really are needing to be prioritized in your life. Yeah, I want to follow up on the clinic visits and, and the clinic team. Uh, listeners got to hear last week from Sunny Browse, who who said that clinic days are uh, some of her favorite days and, and her opportunity to go see her clinic team. So talk to us a little bit about how you collaborate with other clinicians and the way that you're consulting with and teaming up with neurologists, occupational therapists, and, and developing and working on an overall treatment plan for patients. Right. So we are so, so lucky within the Kaiser system to be able to have this type of a clinic where we have all of these providers in the same place. And we can actually have we we have a pre meeting and a post meeting where we talk about, you know, what each patient might need most, where we need to be focusing our care. And we, uh, in our follow-up meeting, we make sure that we are hitting all of the points that need to be addressed so that we're not losing anything in the shuffle. And so, uh, like you had mentioned, the occupational therapist, as well as some of the other people that are part of the clinic team, the occupational therapist or OT is actually the person that I work most closely with. So we actually will team together in addition to having one of the care coordinators from the ALS Association in the Rocky Mountain chapter. And they will join us with this visit with the patient and we talk through what their needs are, what they're having difficulties with during their day with function, if they're having any discomfort related to, you know, typically joint stiffness or muscle stiffness, things of that nature. And we really kind of put our heads together to come up with strategizing what's going to be the best way to help support this patient, whether it's a neck brace or a hand brace or something along those lines or an exercise program. And the ALS Association's care coordinator is incredibly helpful because we're able to pull a lot of certain pieces of equipment from their loan closet. And so, again, we're kind of working together to come up with the best way to support this patient, whether it's through their insurance or if it's through the ALS Association. It's really just a great collaboration. And then we're also, again, talking with the neurologist and the physiatrist and dietitian and speech therapy and the respiratory therapist, and we're all just really collaborating together to provide this care. Thanks for sharing that piece, doctor. I'm always impressed when I hear about the work being done in the multidisciplinary clinics and so many of the families that we speak to provide evidence of the benefits they receive from those clinics. And collaboration is such a key word of all of you working together to provide the best possible care for each family. And and I'm just grateful that we're in a place where those clinics are possible and that folks have access to them that want it. And and it's just, it's a great thing that you're doing. So thanks for sharing that. Of course. Our last big question for you, doctor, is 
One that we can't really avoid in the year 2020, but obviously the pandemic has changed the way we work and live. And for the ALS community, the need to limit exposure to respiratory illness is critical. You alluded to it earlier, talking about some of the things that you're doing with telehealth, specifically in in your work and that of the clinic. How have things changed uh, for your work with ALS families since March of this year? Well, again, I think the silver lining of COVID, as we're all trying to reach and dig to find those silver linings, Mm -hmm. I think that silver lining is this whole new virtual care world that we live in now for health. And it's so great for my patients that, you know, maybe they have their power chair and they're using that for mobility, but they don't have their van yet for the power chair. So they don't have an easy way to get into the clinic. And Mm -hmm. um, other people, sometimes, you know, the fatigue is just such a challenge for them. And so coming to clinic means being there at noon and staying there till five. And that's too long for someone to be, you know, in um, perhaps a a regular waiting room chair and moving around from appointment to appointment. It's it's pretty tiring. And so the opportunity to be able to do this from the comfort of their own living room or, Um, you know, even kind of spreading it out. So maybe they're doing two of their visits on a Tuesday, one of them on the Thursday and the rest of them on a Friday or something like that. So you're able to provide the right care in a way that is most helpful for that patient. And there's an incredible amount of work that can be done virtually. A lot of what I do is watching how the person moves and seeing Mm -hmm. where they're maybe needing a little bit more support, whether it's you know, needing a little bit of an ankle brace to help support the foot so they're not having to lift that leg so high, things like that. Yeah, and we've heard from other guests on the show that have spoken similarly about adoption of telehealth, both from the clinic side and, of course, from the the patient side, just the acceptance of this. Do you have a sense on whether, you know, when we get on the other side of the pandemic, how much of this becomes the way we deliver healthcare as opposed to going back to the way things were in February 2020? Well, I think just as you've probably heard from a lot of other types of work and parts of our world that probably things will never go back to exactly the same after an experience like this. And as far as healthcare is concerned, I think a lot of the patients and providers are going to be pushing for maintaining this ability to provide virtual care. I think in this population specifically, it's very important. There are certain things you need to do in person, but I, I know that within this population, certainly we're, we're trying to make sure that we can maintain this ability to provide care from distance. I know a lot of the patients within our clinic have a long way to drive to get there. And the more that we can be at, at their fingertips, even, you know, from their app on their phone or through their laptop mm-hmm. or computer, I think that's that's good care is meeting them where they're at and wherever they'd like to receive that care. So I think there's a lot of different groups that are pushing, you know, politically and within their own licensing authorities to be able to provide this care in this way for long term, which is so good. It's good for everyone. Yeah, that's a great point. You mentioned long commutes, and and that's certainly true. As valuable as many of the multidisciplinary clinics are, they can only be in so many places. And there's a number of families that will drive hours uh, to get to a clinical visit. And that's a real challenge for someone living with ALS. And to think, as you said, of this as a silver lining, knowing that we've pushed telehealth so far forward uh, in this year out of necessity, 
that that might become the norm for a lot of families going forward. That could be that could be a big piece of our healthcare future. So thanks for elaborating on that. Well, thank you again so much, Dr. Shannon Terrell, staff physical therapist and the Kaiser Permanente ALS Clinic in Denver. Really enlightening to have you on to give us some perspective in the physical therapy world at an ALS clinic. We appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I really enjoyed my time with you today. Well, thank you again for Dr. Terrell for carving out some time for us this week, of course, to her and to all the physical therapists in our community and beyond. Thank you for the work that you do. Uh, it is, of course, as we mentioned, a National Physical Therapy Awareness Month, a good time to sit back and reflect on the important role that physical therapists play in multidisciplinary care. That was an informative conversation, one of many we hope to have during the next couple of months as we look forward to sharing more stories from the ALS community. That will do it for this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Connecting ALS wherever you listen or at connectingals.org and follow us on social media to stay up to date on all the latest content. This episode was produced by Garrett Tiedemann of the ALS Association's Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota chapter. Thank you all for listening and we'll connect with you again soon.